So many things to talk about this week with one of the fascinating characters in the women's game in Wales, in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Wales Women's International Alex Donovan has a pretty busy summer. Preparing for the rearranged Six Nations game against Scotland, getting involved in a great new initiative between the WIU and School of Hard Knocks to help people back into work after the coronavirus crisis getting a new business off the ground as well and so much more. We can hear all about it on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Alex, welcome to the podcast. There's so much to talk about with you from the lockdown period to the Wales squad with the Scotland game coming up and everything that's been going on. You have a very busy time of it. But we'll start with the uh, recent announcement about the School of Hard Knocks and the Welsh Rugby Union getting involved with the School of Hard Knocks to help people who've lost their jobs through COVID-19 and your involvement with it. Just explain what it is and how it all came about. To be honest, I can't take much credit. I've got a very, very small involvement in the charity. It's a great kind of um, project that they've got on. So they've got courses, as you said, to help people that have lost their jobs through lockdown or the pandemic to try and help them get back into work so my role is to teach yoga in each course twice a week so they focus on three things so they focus on the body the mind and the future that's what their core elements are so I help them with the kind of the body side of it where they kind of prove that if you start your day with a little bit of exercise and the brain's more responsive so that I think that's where I come into it and I just do a half hour session with the course at the start of the day on a Monday and a Wednesday. I know Catherine and Shawnee who are involved in the charity through playing rugby, so that's how I got involved in it initially. It's quite a big programme, isn't it? With groups of 15 and running over five days and seven groups, so it's quite a lot of people who've lost their jobs who get the opportunity. Just to give the background, you're you're a yoga teacher, a yoga professional. How much does yeah. something like that help someone bounce back from a situation like that through rugby and yoga? It's massive. And I, I think as well, just knowing how many people have actually lost their jobs, it's kind of reassuring for the people on the courses that they're not alone and there are people out there that want to help them. There's people going through it as well, which is kind of reassuring in a way. Um, with the the rugby and the and yoga side of it, it's... It's dependent on what you need. So I know a lot of people have struggled, say, with anxiety now from this pandemic. So yoga and and what the course kind of can offer is to help with that and help cope with your anxiety. Or if it is just, you know, trying to get back into more of a healthy routine and to have more of a positive outlook on life and all of that. So it can help in in any way. And I I think what the course can do really well is just, just shape it up like kind of what you need help with then they'll shape it to help you so rather than you jump on a course and it may suit you may not they cater every course so it it can help the individual and we'll come back to your yoga business in a bit but over the lockdown period you've been doing an awful lot of yoga online so i suppose in terms of how it can help people through that period you'll have had a huge amount of feedback and a huge amount of experience and anecdotal and real stories about the impact it can have Oh, yeah, massively. To be honest, selfishly, I think I started doing the live classes on Instagram. At the start of lockdown, uh, we had to close the studios and, you know, my one-to-one and my, my sport team work was on hold. So I just was getting up in the morning and I was thinking, I've got nothing to do. I don't know what to do with myself. And I was talking to some of my friends and they, they felt the same. 
So I said, oh, why don't I just put a yoga class on, you know, in the morning, four times a week, and you guys can jump in. And it'll be like kind of the thing we can do together. So it gets us out of bed rather than getting into that routine of like going to bed really late and getting up really, really late. And I'm very much, once I post something, I will keep doing it. So so I posted it saying if anyone else wants to jump in. And then it grew it grew massively. I think at the peak, it was like 120 would jump in onto the live classes. And the amount of messages I got just saying, oh, thank you so much for doing these classes. Like they really get me out of bed in the morning or, you know, I've never tried yoga before and it's really cool to be able to try it. And like me and my partner do it together and it's really nice. And honestly, I, I was really overwhelmed with how people felt that, you know, an easy thing for me to do is, you know, to teach them a class. And the feedback I was getting was just so rewarding in a way. And yeah, I was really surprised and uh, yeah just ha- how many people said it helped them during lockdown so it was a, such a such a good thing really for everyone to be able to experience which is really cool i'm sure there were plenty of the rugby community involved before but to take it specifically into that group is that different yeah. for you in any way yoga's got a bit of a stereotype so and a bit of a stigma to you know it's really zen and this really it's not for me and once they've tried it once so I think I come at it with a different kind of approach so I, I teach a method called yoga ability which is more for people that kind of need yoga but that don't necessarily like it so I came in it from that side so I think because a lot of people say I'm quite approachable and, and you know I've been there myself with regards to whether it's injury or anxiety and, and all of that so yeah it can definitely help people and even on the courses we get feedback through the courses saying that it's helped them it's got it's kind of got them into a habit of trying to move in the mornings and they feel better throughout the day whether you need help you know mentally or physically it can help either one really just explain how you did get into yoga originally because it's not 100 percent. it is a particular aspect of it that you focus on isn't it yeah so I initially, I used to play a lot of netball and I was just playing a local game and I ruptured my Achilles, but the Achilles came off the calf muscle so they couldn't operate it back on. So it's held together with scar tissue, it's really strong, but they don't actually know how well you recover. So when I came out of the moon boot and I was ready to kind of walk and, and everything again, they said, you know, you need to start going to yoga to see if you can help with the stability and the flexibility of your left ankle and the calf. And I was like, oh, no, I, I never went, but I was like, I hate yoga, even though I never tried it. <laughs> and so I went and I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is hard. This is, and there was people twice my age, three times my age and could do it better than I could. And I was thinking, what is going on? And it was almost like the, the benefits kind of outweighed how much I enjoyed it. I know it sounds really weird. Like, I love it now. But even at the start, it was just the benefits that I kept going back because I was like, oh my, I feel so much better. And then I kind of created my own method where almost like the, the physical benefits of yoga, I wanted to bring it into one class because I still think I used to go to an hour and a half class. And I know for a lot of people that's long if you're training a lot as well. So I wanted to create my own kind of method of trying to make it a little bit shorter. So it's 45 minutes or half an hour online. And yeah, working on the physical side of it as well and just a little bit of breathing and relaxation at the end. So that's how I initially got into it. I still can't believe I'm a yoga teacher sometimes though. <laughs> but yeah, um, yes, yeah, just through injury really. 
I suppose from a sporting point of view, Ryan Giggs is the most famous proponent of yoga. It's, he credits yeah. the longevity of his career to it. But it's coming into rugby as well. You increasingly hear of players who, who for the, probably the same reasons, those flexibility reasons, are interested in it. And you've been able to take that forward in, in career terms with the yoga ability. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think, you know, it's having people like Ryan Giggs or role models to really give that different kind of, you know, we were talking about the stigma of yoga and things earlier. It's really having people like that that people look up to to say, oh, actually, it's not what you think and it can help your performance. You know, a lot of teams, like I'm really lucky to be working with Bristol Bears and they're massive advocates for it. So, and I think it's quite hard to explain. I always say to the boys, just try your class and then you'll understand what I mean as in why you need it. And yeah, definitely, it's, it's getting... Um, more and more popular and I think people are really focused on you know active recovery and all of that and just doing everything they can to play as long as they can. Rugby's really hard you're never gonna not get injured as a contact sport but it's just those either niggles or you know just to get a little bit better at moving which will help with the S&Cs which will help with the gym you know to get stronger and to get more powerful so yeah it can help in all different aspects really and it's, it's good that we've got now a couple of people that are role models for yoga to help with the I guess kind of like publicity of it. So it's your fault they beat the Dragons last weekend then? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I know. but how, how did that involvement with Bristol Bears come about and what's it like working with obviously one of the, you know one of the most successful teams in the country at the moment? Oh yes, it's unbelievable really. I um, Rory Murray is the head of medical and it was quite nice actually. He just randomly messaged me on Instagram and he said, hey, we've, he's really into his, you know, he really looks after his players, you know, his, their kind of injury rate is, is really low and that's, that's due to Rory and his team. Rory contacted me and said, look, we've been looking for a yoga teacher, have tried a couple, didn't really like their styles or, you know, they didn't really understand what we needed. And I said, oh, look, rather than me coming up and all of that, I said, why don't you just come to Cardiff, come to a class, see what I normally do and my method and see if that's the kind of thing you want. So he came to a class in Cardiff and it was like half six in the morning. So fair play, <laughs> he came. He said, that's exactly the kind of thing I've been looking for. We both agreed that we I needed to do it for the boys because as much as it's good if, if he likes it, but the boys need to like kind of you as a person. They need to buy into kind of your method and, and you. So I said, well, I'll come up and do a couple of sessions with um, the team. And it's gone from there. I've been working with them for nearly is it like two, three years now. And yeah, they've been amazing. So as much as they're great people anyway, they've just been so welcoming. Even, you know, my first day, they were so nice. And yeah, they really make you feel part of the team. And it's great to see the success that they deserve at the moment. Does it make it easier that you are a Wales Rugby International? A hundred percent. I mean, it gives you kind of that credibility as well of they kind of know that you know what they're going through. So it's hard to teach people that haven't played rugby or ha haven't done any sport how you feel. I've tried to, you know, employ people in the past to help me with my method, but it's actually easier to teach someone from a rugby background about yoga than it is to teach someone with a yoga background about rugby. It just is. Okay, it's an interesting really way, yeah. Yeah. It does definitely, definitely gives us that common ground to start with as well. So then you've got this yoga ability business and you open three weeks before lockdown starts. What was that like for you personally? Because it must have been a worrying time. Um. Yeah, I think I'm... For, People that know me quite well, I'm pretty laid back when it comes to 
business and I don't really overthink things well I didn't used to but um yeah so my friend and I decided to open a yoga studio in Cardiff and just timing wise I opened it on my birthday but then it was it happened to be three weeks before uh, lockdown as well and there were talks about coronavirus but it wasn't it was a bit more like hearsay and no one actually knew it was going to happen and it was kind of like well we can't just not do it and wait so we may as well just give it a go and we opened and to be honest it went so well that we didn't really even though I know we had to close after three weeks we weren't actually gutted because we were like that went so well we were so happy just can't wait to reopen now it's actually a lot harder than when we had to close initially just because it's just definitely changed people's perspective in regards to you know wanting to go to the studio you know people are scared people are anxious so it's harder now now that we've reopened it's actually a little bit harder than it was the first time we opened but I'm really lucky I've set up an online business as well so I'm really lucky that I've got the two and I'm back working with Bristol so I am really lucky in, in what work I've got on but it is it has been a little bit harder after after lockdown a busy period for you certainly but yeah. also a period in which uh, getting back into the Wales squad for the um, Scotland International coming up so what was lockdown like for you from a rugby point of view? Yeah I mean the WRU are really good we have WhatsApp group we had Zoom calls you know they kept us as kind of part of a, a team throughout lockdown and and you know we, we monitor every day so it's kind of saying how we feel and the SNC guys have been great they sent us programs and they sent us programs depending on what access you had to the gyms and if you didn't have access they'd send you you know body weight programs so they've done as much as they can really to keep us as fit and as strong as we can I think the break actually gave a lot of people a chance to you know have that break that they may have needed and now coming back with a bit of fire in your belly kind of thing it was hard don't get me wrong and it's hard to train on your own and everything but if you look at the situation they did the best they could for sure what sort of preparation are you able to get in at the moment obviously a new head coach and darren edwards what's the yeah. feeling within the women's squad looking forward to that oh yes yeah, really good there's a massive buzz it's always interesting when someone new comes in but he's been really good he's the best thing i think that what i personally like is he always says oh, it's the person first so he sees you as like a human not just a rugby player if you know what i mean so he's been really good in that way um at the moment we're able to train on a Monday we're still in our bubbles but any kind of we, we can do skills now we can do still in the gym and we've done a, a little bit of training but we're still in bubbles so we can't train as a team yet and then on a Tuesday Thursday we do top-up sessions so we do a little bit more skill and we do um, running and conditioning. Presumably there's a lot going on as you say to stay in those bubbles to stay safe stop coronavirus coming into the group uh, ahead of the game in order to allow the game to go ahead oh definitely and, and it may even be a little bit harder with a women's game because obviously we all work in different places as well but um they've done everything i think that they can they give us all an individual master our own individual bibs water bottles everything we get temperature checked on the way in hand sanitizers you know so they've done everything that they could possibly do to try and keep the game go in and keep us as safe as they can. And Darren as well, he's obviously coming in, huge amount of experience, Wales under 20s, Bath, Dragons. Has he been able to put his stamp on it as yet in these strange situations? 
Yeah, I mean, we've, we've only had two training sessions, but even the first two, um, he's definitely given us kind of an insight of what he wants out of our, uh, the squad. And he definitely wants us to build a good culture. And I think it's really refreshing having him in the squad. As you said, he's got massive experience, so it's just really exciting to see where we can go from here. And for yourself, back in the squad, just <laughs> talk about your your rugby journey maybe over the last two years, maybe going back to your first cap in 2018 and taking it through to now. Yes, but it was a bit of a whirlwind, really. It's still quite surreal that I'm in the squad. I know that sounds a bit strange, but yeah, it just it, it's flown by the time. I um, got in initially when Roland Phillips was the coach and he gave me the opportunity to play in my first game and then my first cap yeah really enjoyed it just the experience and everything and then last year I was in the seven squad with Ollie Phillips and he was great as well like it was probably some of the hardest training I've ever done going from 15 to 7 so that was a good experience we unfortunately didn't have any tournaments because of the lockdown and then just back to it now I know that was such a brief <laughs> explanation of my uh career but it's just been I just do it for the enjoyment of the game so I've just yeah enjoyed the last couple of years I'm talking of enjoyment to get that first cap at the Principality Stadium that's that's yeah. quite something that's not an opportunity every uh, women's player gets oh 100% it was um yeah I was mad it, I always look back and I'm quite glad that I was even at the time I couldn't really think about it because it was I just needed to focus on the game but even I remember Snowy going off with a head injury uh, she had to have a head injury assessment and they said oh Al you're on and I was like what <laughs> I was like oh god because <laughs> normally you warm up and then they pull you on and I was thinking oh god so I just ran on but I think it was a uh, yeah it was surreal it was amazing and, and that pitch is unbelievable so it was um yeah really cool experience and and to be, they filmed um the first cap as in they did a little piece on it so it's really nice to be able to watch it back now and again and then the seven squad, as you say, it's an unprecedented amount of attention. There was the build-up for the Olympics, there's the Commonwealth Games, and all this effort going on under Ollie Phillips. And then, as you say, nothing can happen for a period of time. That must have been yeah. both strange and disappointing. Yeah, and I think it's disappointing for Ollie as well because he came in a, a bit like Darren with regards, like had you know a massive goal, and you could see that he'd you know, put a lot of work into what he wanted out of the squad and what kind of he was going to bring to the table. And, and it was really exciting. He, he was, um, he's a really, really nice guy, really good coach. So I think everyone was really excited to work with him. And yeah, and then it just stopped. And I think it's, yeah, it's disappointing. And, but I think it's just because it's out of everyone's control. It's been the same kind of across the board with regards to even like work and rugby and everything. It's just the unknown now, isn't it? So no one could have predicted it. So it was really good to have the couple of months training with him anyway. And just one final question, really. We all know the equipment it takes to be an international rugby player. The business side of it is obviously a massive commitment as well. And the variety of things you do, just how do you fit it all in? <laughs> During lockdown, I, I was like, I don't know how I used to do all of that. And then I said, oh, you know, I'm not going to get up at five every day. I'm going to work on my timetable and I'm back to it. I'm working seven days a week and I'm up at five. But it's kind of, I love my job and my job is more 
my passion obviously isn't getting up at five and going to bed really late. It's what I actually do. So it's like getting people into yoga, helping rugby teams or helping people move a little bit better. So I think the passion gives you that energy. If I want to do my classes and fit in rugby, I have to work in the morning. So I have to get up that early. And, and then you choose to go rugby train and you choose to put that effort in. You know you've got gym sessions to do. I always remember as well that I know rugby is really short lived. So as much as you know, I get my days where I'm really tired, but I know it doesn't last forever. So I'm trying to enjoy it as much as I can now, along with and trying to build a business. But again, I'm really lucky with the support I've got around me as well. And I do nap a lot, so that helps. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad there's an explanation. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alex, a pleasure talking to you. So much to talk about. Best of luck with yeah. the Wales squad getting back together and hopefully the Scotland game, everything will go well and also the School oh, of Hard so Knocks. Much. Thank you so much. It's nice to speak to you. So really interesting stuff there with Alex Donovan, the Wales Women's International, across quite a range of subjects. Much more next week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, but of course, until then, goodbye and stay safe.